Tēnā koutou i tēnei ahiahi. These are your Radio 1 Edirangi Kotahi news headlines for Friday the 29th of May. Koboni Harrison, tēnei. It has been seven consecutive days since a new case of COVID-19 was announced in Aotearoa. Te Waipunamu South Island is currently reporting no active cases, with the last two Canterbury cases now recovered. The government's alert level 2 limit on gatherings to 10 people has officially now been raised to 100. The government will re-evaluate this limit and the current alert level within the month. University of Otago students want OUSA to endorse a yes vote in the upcoming cannabis referendum. The recent OUSA referendum shows 53% of students want their union to take a position and 68% of that cohort want that position to be a yes. Just under 2,000 students took part in the online referendum, which was open for voting for four days and featured 15 questions. The question of whether OUSA should lobby for a law change to be able to own and operate a spectrometer to conduct substance testing received strong support, with 75% of participants voting yes. In 2019, OUSA obtained a mandate to investigate operating a cannabis dispensary if the drug were to be legalised, with 70 out of 120 people voting in favour at the student general meeting. The referendum received mixed responses to the proposition of co-hosting the infamous Agnew Street Party, with 49% in favour, 43% against and 8% abstaining. The Agnew Street Party is held annually and organised by the street's residents. Its point of difference is that it's not run by OUSA like the Hyde Street Party, which charges money for tickets and strictly controls the number of attendees. However, following a raucous Agnew 2019, community stakeholders such as the police and Campus Watch are urging for increased regulation for the event to preserve students' safety. OUSA has apologised for breaching its requirements under Te Tiriti o Waitangi. In its recent referendum, the Student Union posed the question of whether it should leave NZUSA, the New Zealand Union of Students' Associations, without outlining to students the possibility that this would defund Te Mana Akonga, the National Māori Student Union, which is a subsidiary of NZUSA. We spoke to OUSA President Jack Manning about the issue. Um, so Te Mana Akonga is funded by NZUSA, the New Zealand Union of Student Associations, um, through a memorandum of understanding that we sign with them. And obviously this uh, provides a direct flow-on effect for, um, for Te Mana Akonga, depending on OUSA's continued membership, uh, which is why this is such a consequential question. We've always been mindful of the impact this would have on Te Mana Akonga, and the fact that we didn't reflect this in our referendum wording is really disappointing from us and it didn't really provide the full context to students, which they deserve. Turup Māori Tumuaki is a member of the exec and they were part of these discussions, but in reflection, we believe that um, there should have been wider consultation with Turup Māori um, at large, so we will be pursuing that actively as we move forward. While the referendum question received a decisive stay vote, with 81% of respondents voting to keep paying the $45,000 annual membership fees, OUSA has nonetheless apologised for the indiscretion. We see uh, Turupu Māori and NZUSA with Tamana Aokonga as our treaty partners, and we have a responsibility to actually live that through what we do, and this question is clearly us not meeting that mark. For us, Tamana Aokonga, they are an essential part of student representation. The second it was made apparent to us, it was clear as rain the mistake that we'd made. Um, So we've acknowledged it and we've apologised for it and we're going to work with the representative bodies in question to remedy it. That was OUSA President Jack Manning.
and the Puaka Matariki Festival will receive an extra $38,000 in funding in 2021 as part of the Dunedin City Council's revised annual plan. Councillor Jim O'Malley said the event is an important recognition of 800 years of local history and acknowledged the role of mana whenua in designing the feel of the celebration. The funding was allocated as a result of submissions to council calling for an increase in their cultural capacity. Puaka Matariki will be held online this year from the 13th to the 20th of July. That's the news. Now for weather. The Radio, Radio 1 91 FM weather. We cross to our Radio 1 weather correspondent, OUSA President for 2019, James Heath. James, how's the weather looking out there? Uh, today is going to be a high of 14 degrees and a low of 6 degrees. There's going to be a little bit of morning cloud, but then, luckily enough, it'll be fine, with northwesterlies developing after 12 noon in the afternoon. That's actually bonding where afternoon comes from. It's after 12 noon. Saturday, high of 14 degrees, low of 5 degrees. That's going to be fine with northerly breezes. And we will peek ahead to Sunday, Bonnie, which is going to be a little bit cloudy, mainly fine, but those clouds coming in later in the afternoon with northerlies and a high of 13 degrees and a low of 6. And do you have a historical fact for us? Well, Bonnie, in Today of History, we look back to 1947 when Mabel Howard becomes the first female cabinet minister of New Zealand, appointed as the Minister of Health and Minister in in Charge of Child Welfare. And actually, it's kind of a a nice sort of time to actually recognise that, well, right now, uh, we have a female Governor-General, female Prime Minister, and female Chief Justice of New Zealand. Uh, Yas, Queens. Is Is that a bit condescending? There are three, four, including Mabel, accomplished women. Uh, I, I don't know if it's saying Yas Queen is, is a bit condescending to them. It's just like, no, nah, they're just accomplished people, actually. That was James Heath, woke with the weather. <laughs>